Good afternoon and welcome to Susan Harmon Experience. She and this is your delightful host, Susan Harmon. Hey, Eric, my man, how is your day looking? Hey, good afternoon. Happy Friday, Susan. I know, I know. And every week or most weeks I say, and you're so happy because you get to spend an hour with me. You know, we are very uh, environmentally friendly on this show. We recycle the same material over (laughs) and over. (laughs) And it works. That's right. (laughs) You know, don't, you know, what what is it? Don't knock it if it works. (laughs) That's right. right. That's right. So, yeah, it has been another packed with news week. I mean, we've had, what, almost two years or two, I, I don't know, it's a blur, of breaking news. I mean, daily breaking news. Right. I just, uh, you know, it, 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 I feel like, you know, a drug addict who's really getting tired of being a drug addict. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's sort of like... I want to quit using this drug. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's being forced on us. So. I know. Yes. I, I, I want the drug out of the White House. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Even though there is some evidence, and I mean, there is a man who did say, and I, I'm, I want to be clear before people freak out on what I'm about to say. I am not saying I know this is a fact, okay? However... There is some evidence that Adderall may be being used in the White House by somebody who walks around in his bathrobe and is up in the middle of the night tweeting. Well, it can't be Trump because remember from the first week of the administration, we learned he doesn't even own a bathrobe. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that? No, I just had this horrible image in my mind I couldn't erase. (laughs) (laughs) It was something none of us ever wanted to think about. And yet (laughs) somehow the the speaker uh, for the White House uh, put that information out there, which was, of course, immediately contradicted by photos of Trump. In, in, a, in bathroom. a bathroom. <laughs> but, yeah, just like Life's every like, single statement they've made, it was immediately contradicted by facts. Much like much like the crowd size of the inauguration. Yes. That yeah, was that I mean, same first week as well. Why don't you just shut up? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. You've got to do it when there's evidence that you're lying and you continue to lie. I've lost count of the thousands of lies that they've documented that he's told. I mean, it's a daily thing. Mm-hmm. I, I especially love the um, the most recent. Uh, well, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. But I just have to say that the whole Colorado on the border. Oh yeah, we're building it's not the border a, of New we're, Mexico. We're building a beautiful wall in Colorado. Right, right, right. For what? <laughs> It's beautiful. Well, because, you know, New Mexico has the word Mexico in it. So therefore, you know, it's probably got a lot of Mexicans, new Mexicans in it and and some old Mexicans in it or something. I don't know. Well, they didn't specify what what part of Colorado. Maybe they're yeah, maybe they're trying to keep Wyoming's out. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, yeah, that could be. Yeah, well, there's some, yeah, I don't know. It's just, you know, if if you lose your sense of humor in all of this, you're lost completely. Right. <laughs> because 
Yeah, it's so it's so hard to stomach. Like, I mean, I talk to people in other countries, and they're like, "What is going on in the U.S.?" I mean, we are literally a laughing stock all over the planet. And he doesn't get that they're just literally laughing at him. Oh, and my friend, I'm not mentioning any names, but my friend uh, mentioned to me something I did not realize. The day that he uh, pulled our troops out of Syria, do you know what that day was? Uh, no, if you're talking about like a specific uh, yeah, holiday or the date. Or... it was. Well, it is for some people. It was Putin's birthday. Okay. <laughs> well, there you what go. What a lovely gift, what huh? A, yes. <laughs> lovely gift. Just go ahead. You get everything you want. Well, there's you know. been lots of documentation on this, but it seems like every single choice that Trump has made benefits Putin. So, uh, And I think I said that last week, yeah. all roads lead to Putin. Mm-hmm. And um, there's there's no question about that. And I my my thing is go ahead with the criminal investigation. That doesn't bother me a bit because it's going to show what it shows. And what it's going to show is there was Russian interference with the 2016 elections. That wasn't the only problem with the 2016 elections. Uh, throwing people off the voter rolls is a huge problem. Uh you know, gerrymandering is a huge problem. Mm-hmm. You know, disenfranchising people, shutting down voter uh, polling places. These are all things that keep people from being able to vote. Those are big, major problems, and they certainly don't have a lot to do with democracy. True. There. See, I, I said. <laughs> but you know what? But you know what? I would like to do before we rant and rave some more. We will come back. And- <laughs> We'll come back and do some more ranting and raving. I'm in a, a ranting and raving mood. I've had quite an interesting week here in my little life, um, a lot going on. But uh, Cheryl Hopkins, our resident astrologer, uh, we have a astrology report from her coming up. And uh, I'm anxious to hear what she has to say about what's coming up for us in November. All right. Let's hit All it. right. Let's hit it. Hey. Cheryl Hopkins here from AstrologyEmpowers.com here on the Susan Harmon Experience with the Astro Weather for November. So we start the month out with Mercury Retrograde. Hmm. It joins the existing Uranus, Neptune, Chiron in Retrograde. It will go direct this month, November 20. In the meanwhile... Uh, we also have Neptune going direct. So once again, that summer coagulation of retrograde activity is slowly, slowly, slowly um, easing off. And by January, all planets will be direct. So there'll be a period of time, first quarter, that it'll be just green lights all the way. As far as any overarching pattern for the month, uh, I can't really put my finger on anything. Uh, I can just point out certain days um, and energies around those days. So on the 5th, we have Mars will be square to Pluto in cardinal signs. Mars in Libra, Pluto in Capricorn. So what I would say here is things can come bubbling up from the surface. If there have been things that have not been said, um, hidden resentments, anger could erupt. Moving on uh, from the 9th to the 11th. 
amazing aspect between Saturn and Neptune, a sextile beneficial aspect denoting opportunity there to advance and to benefit. Uh, I would say Saturn and Neptune together are really like the planets that kind of denote the law of attraction in the sense of Neptune is the dream, the wish, the desire, and Saturn is how that manifests, how you get that into manifested tangible reality. So a great time for stepping forward, taking positive, um, pragmatic steps towards what it is you want to create. The 12th to the 15th, Mars sextile to Jupiter, phenomenal aspect for just moving forward in terms of um, taking a big step forward, uh, taking a stand, sticking to principles, um, really going beyond as it relates to relating and communicating principles, um, beliefs, uh, ethics, etc. Moving on, we have um, the 20, 20th to the 26th. M Mars is in opposition to uh, Uranus. That's a time when anger could erupt if you are not channeling that properly or taking active measures towards what it is you want to create for yourself. Mars is all about desire. So desire and stepping forward and asserting self. So this is a very important time frame to recognize if you're doing that, great. Something can break for you in the form of a Uranian sudden event coming forward. If you're not, got to watch any kind of hidden um, angst that's not being properly channeled. On the 25th, Venus, excellent aspect to Jupiter, a conjunction. Both of them are at 28 degrees of Sag. You've got planets around that, that um, degree in Sagittarius. Phenomenal for just um, kind of like making your, your dreams come true. <laughs> if you have been doing the work towards making the dream come true, it's almost like whatever you're doing, you're going to get more of, okay? Uh, then moving on around the 29th, we have Venus has moved now into Capricorn. So now she's in the earth signs and, and she's in a trine, which is a phenomenal relationship to Uranus in Taurus. So Venus and earth sign, Uranus and earth sign, excellent aspect to really um, go out there on the limb, uh, do something that's unusual. Uh, you may find yourself um, expressing yourself in ways that are not your norm. And that could be good. You know, sometimes it's good to take a different perspective, look at things, come at things from a different way of seeing them. Okay. So that's terrific. Overall, I would say it seems like a good portion of the month, the aspects are affecting those with cardinal signs, Aries, Libra, Cancer, Capricorn. Um, and of course, with Neptune in Pisces, immutable, then that means Virgo, Pisces, Gemini, Sag is also being stimulated from Venus, transiting in Sagittarius and of course Jupiter in Sag and Neptune already in Pisces. So people with those signs strong will certainly feel some of the effects. So the month should be quite interesting. Wishing you merry mischief, ease and flow and a wonderful happy Thanksgiving. You have much to be grateful for no matter what. Blessings. Wow. That was another wonderful report by Cheryl. And frankly, it touched on some of the things happening in my life. Uh, and I'm going to use that information and that energy to do that kicking stuff that I like to do uh, you know, and move it into high gear. 
So she always comes up with, I think it's pretty easy to understand what she says. And Eric, I know you're not a big astrology person, but what do you think? Pretty easy to understand? I was just, uh, you know, sweating there when she said happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> we're already, we're still, we're thinking about Thanksgiving now and it's, you know, it's October. I, I just can't believe how fast the year goes by. Can you so, believe that yeah. two, 2019 is coming to a, you know, zippity doo yeah, I mean, yeah. It, yeah it's that. like, you know, and I've been hearing for years that 2020 is going to be a really great year. It better be, damn it. It better be we a really good year. We could use a change year. of pace. Could we not? Good year for an impeachment to take place. Well, let's hope it takes place in this year and then 2020 we start fresh. Well, that's uh, that would be good. I don't know that it'll. Mo- we don't move that fast. We're 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 pretty slow moving here, uh, in this country. But um, the fact that Mitch McConnell, now Mitch McConnell is very self-serving himself. Okay, we know that the only thing that motivates Trump is his pocketbook. That's it. It's all about money for him. Uh, when he says, I care about our soldiers and that's why I'm moving them out. No, you send them into Saudi Arabia. You don't care about anything but p- p- protecting the oil fields because that's where your your money's coming from. You know, that's who's, that's the people that are buying you now. Uh, you know, you, you've got a big for sale sign on your butt and it's a big butt. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, I am for sale. And you don't care about anything except money. And that's, to me, part of the problem. What is power? You know, what does it look like? Mitch McConnell has finally stood up to Trump because the tides are shifting. He wants his own survival. And if staying with Trump is going to prevent that, then he isn't going to stay with Trump. I just looked at a, a, a study that said 50, I think it was 55% uh, percent of registered voters uh, support impeachment. And that's changed from a yeah, week we're, ago. We're over 50% now for impeachment and removal. Right, yeah. right. Which is important so, to distinguish, I think. And if you look at the people that supported impeachment of either uh, Bill Clinton or Richard Nixon, it, those numbers were never that high in either one of those cases, ever. Interesting. You know. Yeah. It, I, w- I would have thought it would have been higher for Nixon since his— No, not yeah. really. Not really. Hmm. It was 38 percent of uh, people that uh, supported Nixon's impeachment, 38 percent. And, uh, you know, and and he knew he would be impeached. And so he had he was Richard Nixon was not a stupid man. He definitely was not. He wasn't somebody I supported, but he was an intelligent man. And he knew that he could read the writing on the wall and he knew he was he was going to be out. But things were different in those gates. The the Watergate Watergate hearings, uh, there was a, a sense of of ethics and a sense of honor and, and that sort of thing. I'm not seeing a lot of honor. I mean, when you look at the stunt that the, the Republican Party was hijacked, and if people don't get that, the Nazi party in Germany was not always a fascist party. It shifted because it got hijacked. And uh, uh, it, uh, the, yeah, the laws. Yeah, laws matter because. Uh, <laughs> and you've got a, audience, you've got a, a friend there with here. you that yeah. is uh, g- g- feeding you some 
<laughs> notes have, it sounds like, like okay like I'm, I'm looking at the i can't read this writing uh, you know, <laughs> what is that word it looks like it i thought she was lowe's why why do we we can go to home depot we don't have to go to it's like laws so uh uh yeah the laws do matter and the rule of law but you look at where we are now mitch mcconnell didn't jump ship just because of syria he jumped ship on on supporting Trump in everything and not bringing things to the floor of the Senate to be voted on and this sort of thing because he's up for re-election. And people have shown up at rallies that he is given, you know, hollering Moscow Mitch, Moscow Mitch. And he wants his own survival is more important to him than Trump's survival. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about the rats leaving the sinking ship. Uh, except for Matt Gates, get what's his last name? Gets the any from Florida House of Representatives. He, well, he's the guy that was leading the charge to break into the room in the basement that they were where they were were taking testimony from witnesses, right? Right. And what was so interesting about that of the hundred and three uh, uh, members that were in there. House members, 48 of those were Republican. Mm-hmm. And 12 of the people with him making this big stand and we're going to break in there were already on the committee. We're right. already. So they had, <laughs> they they didn't had have to permission. They had, yeah. yeah, you're not storming something that you have permission. Permission to be there. To, to be not, there, yes. Called, as, as Stephen Colbert said, it's called entering. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You, you storm you storm the beaches of Normandy. You're not storming <laughs> South Beach. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're entering. Yes. <laughs> Enter. You know, so so I mean it was it was a stunt that backfired on them. And see it you know, if you're not good at showmanship, don't try it. Because <laughs> you know, there are people who are, leave that to Colbert and uh, other late night uh, guys who are funny, who really are funny and who present the news in a way that's palatable uh, because this kind of thing is, is it's, it's a stunt. But here's the thing about it. Napoleon, uh, judge Napoleon, Napolitano, who is uh, uh, on Fox news. A lot of interesting things happen over there at Fox News. Mm -hmm. He brought them up short on what the laws are and what the Constitution says the other day and what the rules are. He says, no, they're not making up the rules. They're following the rules. And then he says how the rules were changed in 2015 by the Republicans. And now guess what? They're using the rules you made. Yes. And 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 that guy <laughs> is is very right wing. So you know, if he's telling you that yes. no, <laughs> it, that these are the laws, uh, and you know, it's it's not coming from a place of uh, of a partisan, uh, you know, he's trying not to a massage facts. No, right. He is he is very conservative. Yes, he's extremely conservative. I disagree with him, but he is. I would consider him an honorable man, just just like I thought about McCain. I would never have voted for McCain. I didn't agree with his policies. I didn't like the bomb, 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 bomb Iran, you know. I didn't like the, those kind of things, but I never felt he wasn't an honorable man. 
And I think that that's, you can totally disagree. And I mean, a screaming match point of disagreement with someone and still recognize them as being an honorable person. Hello? Crickets? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Okay. I mean, it's true, you know, we, you know, we can do that, but I don't see any honor in the, in the Trey Gowdy's. I don't see any honor in the Matt Getz's. I don't see anything honorable about these people at all. And that bothers me a great deal because that's not who we should have, uh, in the chambers of our, uh, of our co uh, Congress in the house of representatives or in the Senate. You know, I talked a little bit last week, I'm going to get a woman on the show who has a right wing blog and she and I met on an airplane and we had a wonderful conversation, even though our views are totally different. We were still respectful of each other. And I think it would make a wonderful show uh, that we don't agree, but we can discuss. You know, I, I think that's that's a step in the right direction, isn't it? Yeah, agreed. Now, I insist on facts, and opinions aren't facts. I do have opinions about things that may not be supported by facts, but if they aren't, I'm going to go. I'm going to go look up the facts, and if I'm wrong, I'll say so. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've said it before, right? <laughs> it's like. You know, I didn't have that quite right. It sounded pretty good, but it wasn't right on. And I think truth to power is something that is very, very important for democracy. And honestly, Eric, I believe that right now we are at a huge pivotal point in our nation. Are we going to salvage our democracy? Are we going to go full throttle fascist? What, and that is a huge decision that that has to has to be addressed. Seriously, you can rig elections when uh, when it's very narrow margins, but when you have millions of people going to the polls to vote for Bernie Sanders uh, for president because he has been authentic from the word go. I mean, when AOC, uh, you know. Uh, endorsed him he's the one that supported her in her run she, he's the reason that these young millennials have hope he is the only politician in the country that people oh there's senator sanders there's senator sanders that they go crazy over they go like, oh yeah there's so and so but he because he has never changed his perspective his view and he stands up for what he believes in, and he, and I mean, he says your taxes are going to go up, but the costs are going to be cheaper for Medicare for all. He has a plan. He knows how to put it together, and he's done a tremendous uh, amount of things. I mean, you know, he introduced a pharmaceutical bill a couple of years ago to, uh, you know, to lower costs in this country. Why should he said that his the two stints that were put into his heart cost six times what, what it would have cost in a European nation. That's outrageous. That's outrageous that a common surgery like that should cost that much, that people in this country can die because they don't have money. That's wrong. That's not American. It's not democracy. We need to make sure 
that all of our citizens have universal health care. And it shouldn't be those who can pay live and those who can't die. I mean, we've had thousands of people every year die because they don't have any money. And frankly, I find that abhorrent in, in the richest country on the planet that that exists. You know, as an overall, and all the money shouldn't be up in one little corner of the society. It should be spread out through the society. And when I see poor people that are supporting this kind of, of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When rich oligarch, you know, we have a, a religious oligarchy going on. And uh, I mean, I've been doing some interesting reading. Uh, which we're going to talk about more. We're going to take a little short break, and then we're going to come back. And I'm going to talk about uh, our dear leader, talking about the air and water is better than it's ever been, ever. And, and you know, uh, about the, we talked a little bit already about the Russian investigation and uh, the building the wall in Colorado. I love that. That's, that's great. Let's keep those New Mexicans out of Colorado. Um, but there's just so many reasons why uh, he should be impeached. And uh, what can you and I as citizens do about it? There's also some other issues going on, because when you empower large corporations, you take the power away from the people. And I just recently signed a move on um, um, petition uh, regarding uh, Facebook. And I definitely want to talk about Facebook and its influence on our democracy and our elections and what uh, what kind of things it's do- it does and, and what the issues are in regulating uh, a, a, an organization like Facebook. So stay tuned to Susan Harmon Experience. We have more exciting and interesting facts to share with you. You are listening to Alternative Talk Radio on KKNW. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Susan Harmon is offering her skills as an intuitive counselor, medium, and energy healer via phone or Skype with her audience at a reduced rate of $40 for the first half hour. Susan listens to your guidance and gives what is needed for you in the present moment. Email susan at susanharmon.com and put I love the Susan Harmon Hour in the subject line. This is a limited time offer, so set up your appointment by emailing susan at susanharmon.com today. In March 2016, Melinda Rabine received the Right Now Today Humanitarian Award for her work on a film about domestic violence called Asylum, which was also awarded Best Narrative Short at the 2018 Cinema on the Bayou Film Festival. Now she's turned her talents to making a new documentary, Stories of Us, Camp Second Chance. In the process, she embedded herself in the camp during the snows of winter, spending Christmas there and returning for numerous visits since. Rabide shows the beauty and humanity of the homeless residents and builds a bridge of compassion in this compelling look at the common threads that bind us all. Interested in knowing more? Contact Melinda Rabine. 
email melindarabine at gmail.com. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Susan Harmon Experience, where today we're talking politics. Uh, I try to tone it down a little bit, but some days it's just too much to not talk about. <laughs> and um, Some years. Some years, yeah. <laughs> I mean, breaking news. I'm like, really? Is it really? Oh, yeah, it is breaking news. Okay. And then, then you know, now like, breaking news. You're like, like I said at the beginning of the show, uh, I feel like an addict who is really tired of doing drugs. And I mean, this is, it's exhausting. Is this like, do you ever find it exhausting, Eric? Yeah. (laughs) It is is exhausting. You know, the thing with with that drug metaphor is that, uh, and this is no, by no means an endorsement of drugs, but at least supposedly, uh, drugs are supposed to make you feel good <laughs> when you yeah. when you first try it. But I've never felt good uh, with this uh, news uh, cycle. Like, yeah, well, where it's know, just uh, corruption, 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 corruption. Having been a drug user in my younger days, initially they do make you feel better, and then they make you feel a lot worse. Right. <laughs> you know? So I, that, that's my cautionary tale for any any people living um, out there doing drugs. I mean, the o- opioid uh, epidemic that we have, I think we need to uh, thank the Sackler family for um, because 16th wealthiest family in the country, all because of Oxycontin. And you get all these people hooked on Oxycontin and then you pull it away from them and won't give it to them anymore. So then what do they do? They go out and get heroin because they just they're hooked. And it's they're, cheaper. And it's cheaper. The heroin is cheaper than the Oxycontin. Remember they used to call it hillbilly heroin, the Oxycontin, because it initially was cheap. And anybody uh, could get it. Back when Rush Limbaugh was addicted. That's That's right. That's what they were calling it, hillbilly heroin. Hillbilly heroin. Mm -hmm. And then now heroin is cheaper. Well, you know, we did save the poppy fields in Afghanistan. We went in and we saved the poppy fields. We we saved the petroleum. We saved we saved the drugs. I mean, we we have our priorities straight in this country, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then we we're, we're going to and he says getting rid of the regulations has made it so much better. That's why we have cleaner air and cleaner water today. Oh, it's so painful. Now, th- this is a statement from Trump. From from Zafila Slida, yeah. yes. Trump, if at this point in time, of course, is demonstrably not true. (laughs) No, demonstrably is 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 blatantly demonstrably not true. Yes, we had increased pollution under exactly their watch. Yes, it's gone up. I forget what the percentages are because I read this yesterday and I forgot to take notes. <laughs> that was brilliant. And uh, they were talking about how much worse the pollution has been in the last two years. It, it had decreased something like 24%, and now we've gone, we, we've almost lost that mm-hmm. just in this short time. Because when you put people uh, in the position who are like someone who hates the EPA, so you put him in as head of the EPA, then you destroy it. The EPA did not do as good a job as they should have to begin with, and now, you know, it's even, it's not doing a job at all. Yeah. We need more regulation when it comes to the environment, not less. 
Right. And when they say, oh, you know, they can count a mud puddle as a wetland and all that's that's not really true. Now they want to get rid of the wetlands and all that. And we need the wetlands. Right. I mean, I worked uh, with the city of Seattle to return the head uh, headwaters of Longfellow Creek in West Seattle back. They kept trying to make baseball fields or something in this park and it was too soggy. Right. I said, well, we, we got some grants, you know, the people in the community, we got grants together, we did this. And it's amazing. The birds, the water birds came back, the dragonflies, all of these, you know, animal life just poured in there when we returned it to wetland with a little bridge over it so people could enjoy what it originally was. Now, they couldn't restore all of Longfellow Creek because there's a shopping center paved over the top of just past the, the headwaters of the creek. But they were able to also build bridges so the salmon could get partway up the creek again, trying to restore some of it. And when a friend of mine uh, named uh, Greg Davis, uh, his sister and I were very good friends. He, uh, he died of AIDS, a wonderful guy. He had hauled refrigerators out of what people referred to as the ditch, and it was the creek. And he got that started, and he got people involved and moved that. And so I share that with you, that one person can initiate a set of ball rolling. Like he was down there, like I said, pulling out old refrigerators and things, and people just called it the ditch. But it was a creek. You know, they straightened out the uh, the river, the Duwamish, and turned it into a ship canal and, and, and became toxic. And they're still trying to clean up the Duwamish. When it curved around and the Duwamish people fished and, and all of these wonderful things before it went into the Puget Sound, I mean, we've put a mean stamp on this planet when we, we, we cut uh, orangutan ha habitat down to have palm oil. We don't need palm oil. We've got plenty of other oil. I mean, we, you know, there's just so many things that we don't have to do. You know, the Amazon, you know, that's the lungs of the planet. They have a group of indigenous people go, visiting all these countries in Europe right now saying how important it is to combat the fires and all in, in the Amazon and what they need. They're traveling all over the world, indigenous people trying to do something. And we need to support that. I mean, these are things that are, are very important to our lives, sitting in our our little boxy houses, you know, little pink houses, you know, <laughs> sitting in these little boxes that we've built on top of the land. And I mean, it's like, for instance, where I'm living in uh, Arizona, they started building a new housing project. And all of a sudden, our neighborhood was inundated with scorpions because they were bulldozing up the homes of the scorpions. And they live, what, 17, 18 years. They, they have a pretty good lifespan. And so they started migrating, migrating north. And my neighbors across the street said they had like one day, at one point, like they had over 35 scorpions in their front yard. Now, I honestly don't have anything against scorpions. I figure God made scorpions. Maybe God likes scorpions better than me. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? They could be a favorite species. I don't see. They avoid you. They don't want to bother you. They just don't want you to bother them. And when people or animals or whatever are frightened, they defend themselves. So we're, 
most other uh, species know that we're the predators on this planet. They, I mean, little birds, little sparrows, they don't let you come up to them. Like, uh, no, 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 no. We know what you guys are, are, are about. So, you know, we, we could do a much better job. But there's other things that we do that we can that we can shift and change too. And Facebook, I am honestly, I go onto Facebook, I announce this show, I do post stuff on Facebook from time to time, especially petitions that I've signed. I'll go and post them on Facebook because they're things I think are important. And one of them I post on face posted on Facebook is about Facebook. Yeah, what? they have several billion users. So if you want to get the word out about something right. online anymore, you're kind of forced to, uh, forced to involve use Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, that's right. You do. You really have to. You don't have. You don't have a lot of choice. But um, Move On had a petition out, and it's. I'm just going to read this because it's easier than me saying it. So this is the wording of the petition on MoveOn.org for anyone who's interested. This is blatant anti-democracy propagandist tactics allowing the dissemination of lies. When Biden campaign asked Facebook to remove an ad with false, unproven slander against Biden, Facebook responded, quote, grounded in Facebook's fundamental belief in free expression, respect for the democratic process, and belief that in mature democracies with a free press, political speech is already already arguably the most scrutinized speech there is. I don't disagree with that. That's a good statement. Yes, Facebook. This is how the petition goes on. Yes, Facebook. And there is a reason for that. The Trump administration's spreading of lies and false information is at an all-time high. Your help in spreading false information to influence public opinion poisons the public discourse and chips away at our democracy. A democracy should fight against the spreading of lies and slandering. Zuckerberg is off the rails with this. And I totally agree. Uh, Eric, did you catch any of uh, AOC questioning Zuckerberg in the hearing? I, I did not. It was she asked some really good questions. I, I I like that girl's style. You know, she may be the youngest, but uh, she is well spoken, a well spoken uh, waitress bartender person. And she said, you know, like a year ago, she was uh, waiting tables and being sexually harassed in restaurants. Well, she's pretty good looking, don't you? I mean, I don't think your girlfriend would be upset if you say she's good looking. I mean, you know, she is good looking, right? I, I guess I, I just don't see how it enters into this. But well, uh, the reason I say that is there was a, an article just recently that she paid three hundred dollars to get her hair, her hair done, mm-hmm. which for we women, we know, listen, I pay one hundred and fifty and consider it a bargain. OK, so that is not an outrageous price to get your hair colored and cut and, and all of that at all in a good salon. That's I that know. is. I, I think it may be <laughs> not that, you don't far, get your hair not done that because... far from the norm, but I still think it's an outrageous price. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up yeah. because women pay more for everything. Sure. Women pay more because their buttons are on one side of the shirt instead of the other. 
for the dry cleaners. They pay. <laughs> they pay. Well, you can get a haircut at, uh, for seven ninety nine if you want that kind of a cut, but uh, you can't get your hair colored. My friend just. <laughs> my friend just handed me. Hey. I don't want to give them a a, a seven ninety nine any haircut. I don't trust those people. I wouldn't let them cut they, my they hair. They call it the, I'm not saying the, their the name. pink tax is what you're talking about. The pink tax. Yeah. The pink tax. And it is it is a very real tax. You know. You know. We've done uh, shows before on the homeless and talking about uh, there's a that organization in Tacoma where they make up um, packages for the homeless with toothbrushes and toothpaste and then they have a second package for women with tampons you know and sanitary pads because uh, that is like really really important and women incarcerated they're trying to make them pay for their sanitary pads and so forth these are these are outrageous things absolutely outrageous that's not something extra that's something that's necessary. Right. Uh, we even did a show on uh, reusable sanitary pads that they were taking to Africa so the girls could go to school because they couldn't go to school during their their menstrual cycle. Uh, you know, and I can't remember the name. Remember they had a band in Seattle and they were going to Africa and doing this. It was really an interesting show. Do you remember that one, Eric? Uh, yeah, I, I, probably I about three that. or yeah. four years ago, mm -hmm. and. Uh, for those of you who I said it was our seventh anniversary last week, it was our sixth. <laughs> I, starting the seventh year, I must have had that in my head. Yeah. So, well, anyway, I, um, before I, we get too far afield, because uh, okay. we are great on jumping on ta uh, tangents, uh, tangents on this show, um, you were talking about Mark uh, Zuckerberg's testimony right. in Congress and, uh, and, and them questioning him. And I, th I think you were going to point out some some of his, you know, kind of bizarre statements, I think. Yeah, he did make some things that didn't make a lot of sense. And I didn't write down his exact words, but it was like a non-answer to the questions. Right. I mean, but part of the issue uh, that I realized with Facebook, because of other people telling me, uh, was that... There's so many things that they do on Facebook. Who regulates it? Do you know what I mean? There's advertising. Mm -hmm. There's communication. There's, it's it's a it, you know it has become a monster, you know Facebook. Right. So how do it's you regulate? Like, it's like a public utility at this Ex point, except See, it's a that's private, a good point. <laughs> private yes. utility, and it's also uh, it's a publisher like a newspaper because uh, people get their their news and information from Facebook, except that a publisher would be held to a higher standard than Facebook That's is because Facebook says well we're not providing the content but if you're putting if you're posting ads you are providing the content yes, you're approving you are. that content so you need to be held to a higher standard than Joe Schmo who signs up for Facebook and puts his angry opinion uh, on there you know right. th that's right. the corporation endorsing it when they take that money for the ad and they publish it so and they have an approval process. I've yeah, I've which posted that. Oh, and he says, oh, that was what he. That's now I remember. He said it was a third party. So they always try to shift it. Corporations always always try to shift it to a third party mm -hmm. was the one who's in, uh, overseeing who's on there. Right. Right. So, but 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 the point is that they should, if they're placing an ad, they're putting it out there for folks. There should be some kind of fact-checking on that. 
There should. And there should be, you know, I mean, when they have, I know a, a couple of people that got their website, not their website, their Facebook page shut down for no good reason. They weren't lying. They weren't telling, they were telling their truth. Uh, I know that, uh, that a guy did a quote that had the N word in it, but he, but he's a black guy. Right. And he, he's sure. just doing a quote and they shut him down because they said he was doing racist stuff on there. And like, so I'm black man doing racist things against blacks. Right. No, you know, so it's sometimes it can be nonsense, absolute nonsense. But he was fighting big corporations. Mm -hmm. And so I think that um, there needs to be more oversight on Facebook uh, because that statement that I read. Uh, you know, that it's uh, scrutinized speech, blah, blah, blah. But that's wholly different than allowing someone to put provable lies on there. And then people read that and they believe it because they read it. And nobody has said, no, it's a lie. You can't do that. By the time, I mean, there have been things that, that I have, uh, you know, read. I even had a sheriff one time uh, to say that, uh, don't answer this because if you see blinking lights, it's a, uh, an initiation for a gang member, which it wasn't. You know, and this was making, this is a few years back, you know, making the rounds. Sure. And, uh, but, but people believed it. Yeah, that was an urban legend. Yeah. And so, and those are much ha more harmless than what's happening now. Because right. what's happening now is influence, uh, influencing who represents us in our government. You know, we have a representative democracy. So, you know, we don't, it's not a single vote for each thing. We have, you know, this group of people is represented by this person. And then the bigger group is represented by that person. And I think a lot of people don't know our history to see how we got where we are. Remember, we talked one time about how it used to be the governors picked the senators in the states. I didn't know that till I investigated that was fascinating to me. You didn't vote for the senators, you know. There's a, a lot of things. It's just like we also talked about uh, with the uh, Electoral College. There, initially, in the first election in this country, there were only three states that used the Electoral College, and then they dropped it. And then later it was brought back. The Founding Fathers were anti-corporation, big time, big time anti-corporation. You know, the definition of fascism is government and corporations uh, un united together, you know, in one. And, uh, folks, this is where we are. And if you want to keep talking about democracy, you can either talk about it or you can make it be real. And I'm tired of people talking and giving lip service to things. I mean, you know, it's just it's not right. There's a whole lot of things. We we are less safe with military all over the world than we were before we decided we had to run everybody else's country for them. No, I don't feel more safe. And I, I'm not angry at our military or our veterans. I, I think they're beautiful human beings who tried to do the best they could with what they had to work with. But no, I cannot say you've made me safer because you haven't. What you've done is make me less safe and not you as a person, but the policy that got you where you are. I'm not angry with, with, with the individual soldiers at all. I think they've been horribly used. 
And yeah, and then the privatization of the military when they have these uh, private uh, companies. What was it, Blackwater uh, and all of that going out? These are, you know, um, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 crazy time. What was what was it? We're on the crazy train. <laughs> and Stephen Colbert did a really funny thing on yeah. on the whole crazy train. Well, uh, the. Excuse me. The issue of military uh, around the world making us safe or not safe. I, I feel like that was kind of a blanket statement that I don't necessarily uh, on my end agree with, because I think in many cases our, our troops being uh, around the station strategically around the world has helped to keep the world safer, has helped to keep. America like, safer. You mean like in South Korea, like in South Korea. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, in and Germany, Germany after of World course, War II. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's made that made a huge difference. And and in right. Japan, it's helped kind of keep China in check and and help keep Japan to be a peaceful nation that uh, wasn't worried about military. So we've done a lot of good in the world with our military, to be sure. Some cases it's been just a bad idea for us to get involved when. Uh, we didn't think through the consequences, like uh, Iraq, uh, for right. instance. Easy um, to get into a war, not yeah. so easy to get out of it. Exactly. And we're still suffering the consequences of that. Some people— Endless war. Yeah. Some people would argue Afghanistan was the same situation, but I f kind of feel like if we hadn't done Iraq, <laughs> Afghanistan might have been a whole different story than it is now. But at this point, we're kind of stuck uh, because— you know, the bad things are, are going to happen. Uh, if well, we here's here's the thing for Just me. Just like when we pulled out of Syria, bad things are happening. Bad things are happening. The mm -hmm. Syrians were uh, bombarding the military, leaving, throwing uh, stuff at them and all, because they lost, what, 11,000 uh, uh, Kurds just in the—and the, we keep saying the Kurds. And last week, remember, I mentioned all of the uh, groups that were actually part of that alliance. Uh, it's not just Kurds. It's, uh, it's other uh, groups of people, including a Christian group uh, that are part of that that we have abandoned. And uh, you would think that some of these right-wing uh, conservative Christians would uh, want to step up. But it is interesting because the left and right have come together on this whole Syrian withdrawal thing. Mm -hmm. But that's he's given Putin everything that he wants. He's given the Turks. And we talked about this last week that he's got, two, I think, 219, 220-something different businesses in Turkey. Oh, and if the Turkish government decides to... Um, you know, take his businesses, uh, that's going to cost him a pretty penny. That's all he thinks about is the money in his own pocket. Uh, we're going to hold the G7. And he says, oh, I've, I've changed my mind, but I was going to do that for free. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you weren't. <laughs> yeah, sure you were. Uh, but when re other Republicans are going, this is not a good idea. I mean, it's so clearly a... He has violated the uh, so many different laws. This is the thing. It's not just the whole Ukrainian deal. I mean, seriously, we talked about this before. You know, central casting has absolutely nothing on the people that they've got, you know, uh, you know, doing this. I mean, he has uh, the obstruction of justice, the abuse of power. And then you get these guys saying, well, abuse of power isn't against the law. Yes, it is. Right. It's illegal. <laughs> it's it's the very definition. It's, it's the very definition of against exactly. the law. You know? That's why it's called yeah. abuse of power. Abuse yes. of power. And yeah. uh, is an impeachable offense.
totally impeachable, obstruction of justice. The, there's at least 10 different items that he has clearly violated. I do not want to see the impeachment prosecution, the pers pursuit of that limited to the Ukraine. I want to see it covering all areas. I don't care whose skirts get splashed with mud on this because if you're taking money and you shouldn't be taking money, well, shame on you. I want to see people with integrity and honor. And even if they're people that I liked, you know, that I liked, if they're doing it, well, then they shouldn't be. And they should be out and be replaced with people with honor and integrity and that are fair. I don't want any more of this. I'm as sick of it. And I think people, no matter where they are politically on the spectrum, left, right, or in the middle, feel the same way. We just want some right. honest representation. We can have different views. We're tired of the corruption. The corruption. Yeah. And years ago, they asked, move on, asked, uh, what is your number one thing? And I put corruption. Mm -hmm. That was that was absolute. That was during George Bush. I was like, corruption is the number one issue. It's And that and, what gives me hope is uh, how well Elizabeth Warren has done in the primary so far, uh, because her whole campaign is based on rooting um, out corruption, corruption changing right. our uh, changing things so that we have less corruption. I don't think you'll ever be able to get rid of it completely. That's just human nature. But you can make changes to the law. You can make changes to the process that keep uh, the corruption uh, damped down. Right, right. Where it's not just in your face. Mm hmm. Every time I look around, <laughs> we know I can't sing, but I do like music. Um, so we are coming towards the end of our time. I think I've probably covered most of uh, what I want to talk about today. Uh, everybody needs to know, every individual citizen in this country needs to know you have power. I have power, you have power. We put our power together. There are millions of us, and we can make this difference. We can bring democracy back, and we can do it this time. You, If you give up hope, if you if you like, well, there's no use in doing anything because nothing works, then you, you've lost already. Don't give up. Never give up. You know, I point out a friend of mine who got offered a job. It took 13 years, but she got it, and she was grateful. Very good. Attitude of gratitude. And keep and on dancing, right? Keep on dancing. That's the last word on this show every time. My friends, keep on dancing. <laughs>